Alright everyone, this is Tim with Online Big Blue, bringing you the best in New York Giants sports talk and entertainment. Oh, it's, uh, what's today? Today's Friday. Friday, Friday, Friday. We're still waiting to hear on anything from Kenny Galladay. Um, the Giants, you know what? I, I, I love the fan base. I really do. And it just cracks me up because I've been a Giant fan since 76. And you see the younger fans get excited over some of these Giant signings. And some of the fans that have been around for a while take a look at these signings and go, what the blank? You knew the Giants didn't have cap space. We knew that. We didn't knew they weren't going to make a big splash after they tackled the Leonard Williams contract. So Leonard Williams really is your is your big, big signing. But for people to sit here and try to quantify the the worth of some of these players that we have brought in, I think in some ways you need to kind of take a step back and have an objective perspective. I did a video two years ago Dave, during Dave Gettleman's first season, and I called it Dave Gettleman's Scratch and Dent Free Agents. And honestly, this is Dave Gettleman's Scratch and Dent Free Agents Part 2. Unless you pull a rabbit out of a hat and somehow get Kenny Galladay. Now, let's just take a look. Everyone's excited about the defensive end they signed from Minnesota, who has 10 career sacks, who was a starter last year and had three and a half sacks and only 30-something tackles. He's not known for his ability to play the run, a.k.a. he reminds me a lot of O'Shane Zimenez. (laughs) So... Is he good for depth on the line? Yes, but I am not expecting 10 and a half, 11 sacks. And people go, there. They, they were high on him in Minnesota. Yeah, they were so high on him in Minnesota, they let him walk. Let's not make this guy out to be JPP. Let's not make this guy out to be Keith Hamilton. He is a depth guy we brought in to fill a spot on the defensive line to help us generate a pass rush. He is a bit player. He is not a player that is going to more than likely excel. Relax. And then you sign Kyle Rudolph. I like the Kyle Rudolph signing because of the fact that I feel that if you are going to have someone that potentially could mentor Evan Ingram and mentor... Uh, well, I don't know who else is going to be. In, I don't know if Caden Smith's still going to be on the team because you signed uh, you signed a 16 foot tight end to uh, restructure. So I doubt he's going to be gone. But he's a guy that can come in. He could show you how to catch the ball. He's got 20 something drops throughout his career, but he hasn't had really any. I think in the last three seasons, um, he is not what I would refer to as a blocking tight end. He is a guy that is on the downslope of his career at 31. I think his career catch totals in the last two years are like 38 and 26, something like that. Yes, and he dealt with injuries last season as well. So um, you're, he is what it is. You're signing a 31-year-old stopgap tight end who can't catch, excuse me, who can catch the ball consistently, help Daniel Jones as a security blanket, but you're not going to get much out of him as a blocker. And I think that's why we have the other tight end, of course, because he is going to be used in the blocking scheme. But is it a good signing? At two years, 14, if you're keeping him on for a year at that $7 million clip, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's a good signing. It's another good depth signing. So you you got to give Gellman credit on that one. And then you got Reggie Ragland. Everyone's like, oh, we got Reggie. We got Reggie. You know, Reg, we're not getting Reggie from... From when he was back with the Chiefs, yeah, the Chiefs over in 2018, 
you know, where he had 86 tackles, you know, two tackles for a loss. He had that, uh, he, what did he have? He had, he had that interception that year for like 65, 67 yards for a touchdown. I, I don't even think he scored a touchdown. I think he just took it back 60-something yards. I don't remember off the top of my head. But we're not getting that. We're not getting that Reggie. We're getting the Reggie from the 2020 Detroit Lions where he started six games out of 16 and had 52 tackles. A good, consistent backup player who at 27 years old, you are probably going to hope that he fills one of the linebacker spots, a.k.a. the David Mayo type situation. And you're hoping you're going to get more out of him than you got out of David Mayo. Now, he is not really what they refer to as a pass rushing linebacker, of course. He is more what they would refer to as a run stopper. He is a middle linebacker. So you're probably going to try to pair him somewhat with our old buddy Blake Martinez. He could also spell Blake Martinez. So you know what? I'm not against the signing, but it is a second-tier free agent signing, plain and simple. I mean, I mean, how else how else can you look at that? I mean, how how do people get see this and go, oh, we got Reggie Ragland. Whoa. It's not like we signed Brian Erlacher in his prime. We're bringing in Reggie. Reggie, Reggie. And I'd be happy with Reggie if he can come in and he can and he can fill a roster spot. And that's what a lot of these players that we signing what they're meant to do. They're there to fill needs on the roster. They may they may be sometimes a bit players, but they also may be called on to be somewhat of starters in Patrick Graham's defense. And that's what we need to look at this for. And then we brought in Mike Glennon. Oh, Mike Glennon. You know what? I liked Mike Glennon when he went to Tampa, when he got drafted out of uh, where did he get drafted? I forget where he got drafted out of. Wasn't he North Carolina State? Yeah, he was North I think he was North Carolina State. And he went over to Tampa with the third round with the 73rd overall pick. I remember that because I, I was actually a fan. He started that season. He was four and nine. He showed some. Uh, he showed something. He had 19 touchdowns and nine interceptions. You know, then the wheels kind of fell off the bus and the whole Jameis Winston thing. Then he signed the big contract with Chicago. Went one and three. Then bounced over to Arizona. Then bounced over to Oakland. Then he went over to Jacksonville where he was 0 and five as a starter. But he did still complete 62 percent of his passes for seven touchdowns and five interceptions. Good. Is he, he is, and again, he's 31 years old. People think he's this young guy. He's 31 years old. Is he a better option at the backup quarterback position than Colt McCoy? Hell yeah. But he's also at the end of his career, and he's got a record of 6-21 and 21 as a starter, and he's thrown for, which is interesting, he's thrown for 43 touchdowns and only 25 interceptions. So he's going to hold on. He's, looks like, he's the kind of guy that is going to hold on to the ball. He isn't going to make the stupid mistakes. He is, he is a professional. He is a guy that you know can come in here. And like I said, I, can he spell Daniel Jones? Sure. Do you want him on the field spelling Daniel Jones? I think Jacksonville at 0-5 will tell you otherwise. And like I said, he has never had a winning season anywhere he's went. And he's he's been given the starting job twice. Well, three times if you count Jacksonville. But Jacksonville's more because of injury. But he's been given the starting job twice, and he lost it both times. He is what he is. He is a second-tier, second-level roster filler free agent. Now, these, I don't want to see the comments. If you're going to leave me a stupid comment, don't, because I'm not in the mood for it this morning. If you're going to leave a comment, have an intelligent comment. 
have a thought where you're saying, Tim, you know, you're right. <laughs> well, you know what? I, I shouldn't say that because that's making me sound like I'm telling you, you got to say that I'm right. But I just look at this from an outside perspective. If you were, let's say, a Philadelphia Eagles fan or a Washington football team fan, and you saw what the Giants have done so far in free agency, what would your reaction be? And vice versa, if you were a New York Giants fan and, and the Philadelphia Eagles signed these players that we signed, what would your – I can tell you what your reaction would be. You, said, you would be like the Eagles just got a bunch of stiffs. That's what everyone's reaction would be. And I, and I think as an open perspective, Giant fans need to gain realism. And I've been saying this over and over again, and I, and I don't care if people don't like it. You need to have you. It's okay to have optimism, as long as it is grounded in realism. That is how we get into the situation where we are, where we get overly excited about everything, and then at the end of the day, if we go four and twelve or four and thirteen, whatever the season's going to be now, you're not so upset. <laughs> Yes, I am optimistic about this giant season, but I am realistic about this giant season. We have multiple holes. We have a multitude of holes on the offensive line. We have a quarterback who has not progressed from year one to two, which you hope is going to make a jump in year three. You have a running back who's coming off a major ACL injury. You have a, a, a dearth of talent right now at the wide receiving core. You have a 31-year-old tight end who may be your best option to start over Evan Ingram. Then you go over to the defensive side of the ball. You still now have holes at the defensive tackle position. I'm not feeling that Austin Johnson is going to 100% be able to fill in for Dalvin Tomlinson. You still are lacking the CB2, and you still need at least two quality inside-outside linebackers. But beyond that, you know, <laughs> we're good. We're gonna we're we're gonna go fourteen and two. Realism, guys. Realism. Let let's just let's just think about it for a minute. Let's just be honest with ourselves. And I love and I love that analogy. If you were looking at this from a perspective of a giant fan and the Eagles sign these players, you would not have the same optimism. You would laugh. You would say they got a bunch of stiffs and they got a bunch of over the hill guys. Like I said, I like Glennon. I like I like signing Kyle because, like I said, they're stopgap measures. Ragland, I think he'll be good depth. I, I don't know much. I mean, I don't know a lot about the defensive end, but people say well, they liked him in Minnesota. They liked him in Minnesota so much that defensive ends are at a premium. You let him walk, so I, you know that's kind of, that's kind of a you know there's kind of an issue. And we're not even going to get into the running back. We overpaid for a running back that wasn't even the top 100, and that was our big free agent signing. We're not even going to get into that. And I love it because Marlon Mack just signed like a contract for nothing. Kenyon Drake got like just seven million. <laughs> and but you're gonna give you're gonna give seven million to Cobb Ruff when you could have went to Kenyon Drake and gave him seven million a year. But you know what? Hey, I don't run the team. I'm just a passionate fan that watches the Giants, enjoys watching the Giants. I hope you guys enjoy watching the videos. We're going to have a live stream again this Sunday talking about all this wonderful free agent stuff. Hopefully they will have some Kenny Galladay news today. And again, this is Tim with Online Big Blue bringing you the best in New York Giants sports talk and entertainment. And as always, if you could like, if you subscribe, if you ring that bell, you know what that means. That would be awesome.